everyone, what is up? My name is Elissa and welcome back to Holy Human, the show where we talk about life, death, and all topics in between through the eyes of, you guessed it, a human. Today I am here with two guests who have been on the show before, Abby Hansen and Delaney Amsler, and we are going to be talking about a debate that has been talked about for years and years and years, and that is, deep down, is humanity good or evil? Here at Holy Human, we believe that the hard conversations are worth it, and this hard conversation is happening right here, right now. So if you're in, keep on listening. So like we start every episode, this is a time where I give guests to introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about themselves. So Delaney, would you like to start for this episode? Of course I would. Um, I'm Delaney Ansler. I'm blood type B positive. I love grilled cheese sandwiches and I run a teaching program on Twitch. Which she will be plugging at the end of the episode. Of course. I have a duty. <laughs> and um, Abby, tell us a little about my... A little bit about yourself. <laughs> um, I'm Abby Hansen. I'm blood type A negative. I love brunch. Um, and I write things, which I will not be plugging at the end of the episode. <laughs> Great. Okay. So today we have a topic that has been discussed for years upon years upon years. And that is, is humanity deep down good or evil? You hear this a lot in psychology classes and such. And today, I kind of wanted to talk about it. So just off the bat, what are your opinions just at the beginning of this conversation when I say that? Oof. Okay, so I've written a lot of essays about this topic, but usually it like has like a framework. So like I either talk about it from the perspective of a leader or from a perspective of someone oppressed. So like I never talk about like overall humanity. Mm-hmm. So my opinion right now, I think, is that like um, like humans are generally like neutral, I think. Okay. Um, but uh, we'll see if that changes throughout the talk because I really... <laughs> I'm not sure. Great. I I feel very similarly. I've always thought this and empathized um, the point that um, no one is inherently good. No one is inherently bad. We're all Mm -hmm. situational. There's a balance. Um, And, you know, idolizing or demonizing a person never really gets you to who they really are. Yeah. Honestly, when I was asked this in my senior year psychology class, I was one of those people who put that they were good that humans are good and I really want to believe that like I really want to that to be true but honestly I'm not sure and that's why I think this conversation is so great to have because I really don't know the answer to that and I don't know if there even is an answer to that because like a lot of the conversations on holy human there's oftentimes not one concrete answer Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I want to talk about in regards to this is the human subconscious, which Ooh, is a okay. scary, dark place for probably <laughs> every person. Mine. Have you ever done the what is in your secret room test? I don't no. know what that is. Okay. Is that so like I, Myers-Briggs for like messy no, people? No, it's um, Ooh, basically, I did it in psychology and you close your eyes and it like walks you through like okay there's this house what does your house look like what, do you have furniture in the house what is we everything? should do that afterwards That's we fun. totally should and then it says like what is in your secret room like you see a secret door what is in that room you open it what's in there and they Ooh. say that whatever's in there is your subconscious is Ooh. how your subconscious is 
And so, like, apparently a lot of times people see dead people. Like, I saw dead people. And so mm-hmm. apparently that means my subconscious is dark. I don't know. But that's something to do with the subconscious. But with the subconscious, um, why that's important for this conversation. Okay, well, I just have something quick to say. Like, that's totally about your framing. If you're going to say a secret room, like, right. that's, 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 that I makes agree. it bad. I like, that makes it bad. When you said secret room, I just thought of, like, a cute little place with, like, paintings and shit. Because I, maybe it's because I'm so private about, like, mm-hmm. what I create, which is not good, but it's just how I am. Yeah. That, like, maybe my secrets are just, like, that creativity locked away. This is off topic. No, that is an argument, though. That yeah, the like, framework I think it's like a makes lot, you... I think it's a lot better if you're like, there's a room, like, there's a door under the stairs that you've never seen before, and you don't know what's behind it. You open That's the door, true. what's behind the it? Like, I feel right. like the way that you frame the question, like, it's a secret room, <laughs> and you don't know what's... <laughs> it. Well, it's evil stuff. That's evil stuff that's in there, in that room well, right there actually, that I don't know about. Um, they say that... A lot of people, well, not a lot, but there's a good majority of people who see dead people in that secret room. Yeah. Like, because she brought it up before anyone said it. She's like, did anyone see dead people? And I raised my hand, and she was like, that means your subconscious is dark. Mm -hmm. So, fun times. (laughs) Um, But the reason I put this for this conversation is with the human subconscious, like, a lot of times we have, or at least I have, like, thoughts that are not, like, the most, like, positive for other people like have you guys ever this is the funniest thing but it's not great like you're thinking like what if I push Johnny up a cliff sure yeah yeah yeah. intrusive thoughts sure um I (laughs) when I'm in the hallway and people are walking so I literally (laughs) imagine myself taking my elbows and like (gasps) Like hitting them. Do, okay. Do not walk in a long line. If you're uh. gonna be slow in the hallway, go to the right. The passing lane is the left, people. Right. The right. passing lane is the left. But with the subconscious, you know, the subconscious like gives you those types of things. And so when talking about whether we are good or not, like what do you guys think about like how the subconscious plays into that? Is the subconscious really who we are? I think it's not mm. the thoughts. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. And I don't think it's the thoughts that you have. I think it's what you do with those thoughts. You can think, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. like, what if I push Johnny off a cliff? That's different than, hmm, I'll push Johnny off a cliff. And then you do it, <laughs> right. and you're a murderer. Right. Or, like, oh, my God, that's horrible. Uh, Johnny, I love you. Right. Yeah. Off the cliff. Yeah, like, um, I was going through a lot of shit in my middle school years, so what I, what would happen when people walked slowly in front of me is I would imagine how many pencils I could fit in their eye socket. <laughs> yeah, it, it got to a lot of pencils. That's like so, oh, sharing old shit. That's intense. Yeah, so, like, I was just, like, so upset, and, like, I just, pri- I prided on myself on being, like, a really nice person back then, and I think that I was. You were. Yeah, it's just, like, um... You have those kind of thoughts, and I think that makes you more powerful of a good person, more of a good person, if you can fight back against those. Mm-hmm. So I think this, the subconscious is what society wants you to think, and it's the way that you're raised and the way that, like, your outsides are, like, influencing your insides. Gotcha. I think that that's what your subconscious is. It's just an accumulation of everything you've been through. Um, and then your conscious thoughts are what um, adorn your behavior. So, like, your emotions are always valid, but the behavior you use right. to act on them is not. Um, it's like you have, you have authority to control that. So I think that like the way that you fight back against your subconscious is what makes you a good or a bad person. If you fit into it, then no, I don't think you're a good person if those are bad subconscious thoughts. But if you decide, well, no, like I'm like, I don't like that 
thought that I just had. So I'm going to fight against it and I'm going to do something nice instead or I'm just going to pretend that it never happened. Like, they're different ranks. But, like, yeah, I think that, like, fighting against something bad, like, inside of you makes you a good person. Like, you can't control what you subconsciously think, but you can control what you consciously think. So, since we are born, though, with a subconscious that sometimes is great, but oftentimes is a very mean part of us, what do you think, do you think that means that we're kind of born with, like, the yearning to be a bad person, or do you think it's kind of just, like, why do you think we have that type of subconscious? The yearning to be, I don't know if it's yearning so much to be a bad person, I think it's yearning to benefit yourself. Yeah. Um, and so. So you're kind of saying that, (laughs) um, so you're kind of saying that, um, like with the subconscious that it's kind of to benefit ourselves and we have that innate wanting to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're taking psych this year, but I am. And we learn about, Mm -hmm. you know, the stages of psychosocial development. Um, and one of them when you're younger is everything's about you. It's ego. And I think a sign of maturity and, and getting older is that it starts to be much less about you and it, it starts to be about other people. Mm-hmm. And even you yourself feel better when you help others. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it makes, like, it makes no sense for, like, people to have this inherent, like, I want to be bad sort of thing because otherwise we wouldn't have, like, this. Like, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have phones because those are created, like, by someone who wanted to sell phones to other people. And we wouldn't have government because we would just let everybody kill each other. Like, if we wanted to be bad, we wouldn't have anything. So it just makes no logical sense to say that everybody is inherently bad. Because there's a lot of good things in this world that we thrive off of every day. I could argue, though, um, Mm -hmm. that, like, with the creation of phones and government, that those are kind of self-interest type of things Mm -hmm. but does self-interest does self-interest make something bad Ooh, that's a good point what do you think i don't know i would not consider myself a nihilistic person i think and in fact like and this is gonna make me sound like a douche but i feel like my problem is sometimes that i focus on being too selfless Mm -hmm. and then i don't care about myself at all and i throw myself into other people's problems and i just try to build everybody else up um, and it destroys me in the process. I think that's a pretty common... I think you have two types of people. Yeah. The people who are willing to completely annihilate themselves for someone else and the people that are willing to annihilate that someone else for their own benefit. Mm-hmm. Do you think people are born with, like, a selfless nature or do you think that they are almost, like, so worried about being selfish that in turn they become, like, this selfless person? Mm-hmm. Um... I feel like everyone's born selfish, of course, because, like, you see kids, and it's Mm. kind of, like, you exist as yourself, and that's all you know, so, like, um, but then again, it can be this kind of thing of where, like, that's all you know, so you're trying to protect it, and eventually, when you know more things, you try to protect those, like, it can build, depending on the kind of person, um, that you are, and, like, I was taught my entire childhood that I was extremely selfish, and that, like, that was my defining trait, was that I was a selfish person, and I was taught that by people, um so like it's just kind of a difficult thing because that does lead you down this path where it's I can't be selfish under no circumstances can I be selfish and then we're at this point where like in Wetrix class it's like learn to be selfish again and it's like well I can't do that it's wrong Mm. right you know so we kind of teach selfishness as like this bad thing but I don't think it is I think it can go too far really easily 
But I feel like we treat it with a negative stigma and it just doesn't deserve that. Like sometimes it's just keeping yourself safe and like you can be selfish and love other people. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like that's an important distinction. Yeah, I think though also I've seen some kids because I agree there were probably (laughs) times where I've been more of a selfish kid than selfless. Mm -hmm. But also I sometimes see younger kids Mm -hmm. be more selfless than like older people yeah so it's kind of like I feel like sometimes you're right like sometimes they are more selfish and they grow out of it but I also think sometimes they're selfless and then decide not to be down the road and they become the selfish people that we know I think it's kind of interesting and that leads me to do you think with human nature that part of our population could be inherently good and part could be bad and the reason Mm -hmm. I ask that is because some people are born more selfless in childhood some people are born more selfish in childhood or do you think they're born that way at all i think this really opens up the can of worms that is nature versus nurture Mm -hmm. and um i think personally i've always leaned more towards the nurture side um i truly believe that if you i mean genetics certainly play a role and i won't undersell that but i think at the same time if you like the little kids that you see doing selfless things it's probably because their parent they saw their parents doing it. So much of being a child yeah. is just emulating. Emulating, exactly. You're not your own person making your own decisions fully yet. You're just emulating what you see. So to see it so young in such little kids shows that it's probably um, a nurture thing. So you're saying that the inherent good versus bad. So you're saying that we're born kind of neutral, which I think you said, mm-hmm. and then like from observing we become mm-hmm. good or bad and and honestly this is a different tangent but I, I i think our concept of good and bad is like i don't know a little skewed because what what you think is bad or what you think is good is completely different of than course. what someone else is think like yeah so what are the limits for you because that brings up an excellent point because they are different absolutely mm-hmm. so like for you personally like what are your definitions of good and bad yeah like my relationship with that is like really weird so like everyone has like their own levels Mm -hmm. and like you could give everyone like a sheet of like every action a human could take and you have to rank out like a scale of one to five how bad it is how bad is it um and like everything everyone has something different like giving money to a homeless man could be like really evil for somebody but like this nicest thing you could do for somebody else like it's really confusing with that like um like, just because of, like, what I've seen in the stories that I've heard, like, um, I don't believe it to be a fact of life, but I, like, personally, I think that rape is worse than murder. And I, I get, agree, actually, lo- so much, yes. Yeah, like, it's, like, a really out there opinion, because obviously you're still living afterwards, but, like, um, you know, like, there's stuff like that that can be challenged by society that just, like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't always make sense for you to have that opinion, but it's based on society and what you've seen mm-hmm. um, and all of that kind of stuff that kind of leads you to thinking that way. I think, I think personally you have to come up with your own moral code of what you of think course. is good and what you think is bad. And I, that's not like a, you know, like, do whatever you want as long as you <laughs> think it's okay. But, um, like, to tie it into religion, and I don't think that religion is necessary for morals, but I think it ties in together um, because personally I'm you know I'm a Christian and I I kind of think like who are we to decide who lives or dies that's why you know I'm against the death penalty mm-hmm. personally I think it's wrong because I don't think it's our place mm-hmm. if if somebody's gonna die they're gonna die and if they're going to live they're going to live not to say like 
you should kill someone, but... Right. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. You right. No, no, I get you. I get <laughs> because, you. Because even if you think that you're doing something good, a lot of people think the death penalty is good. Because um, they're getting rid I of... I would say it's horror. bad, uh, air quotes, because it's not our place. Mm-hmm. I agree. And because like, it's terrible. You well, shouldn't just kill somebody because well, they killed someone else. Like, yeah. that's not... like. That's, well, it's if you've killed a bunch of people. Or, not like, always, the president. Not always. If you're... I mean, you can get the death penalty for just one... Like, if you just kill one person. Right. Which is, like, I mean, from an example setting, it, A, it's it's teaching us to give in to our feelings of vengeance, and B, it's it's um, setting the precedent that if, you know, if you kill someone, you deserve to be killed, so there's more killing happening. It's, like, we're showing that killing is wrong by killing people, you know? like yeah. And I get that, you know, like, a, an execution um, by the authorities is different than cold-blooded murder, I get that, but just personally, I just, I don't know. I don't think it, any human has the authority to take someone else's life. Yeah, and I know for me, um, kind of going back to, like, that you have to choose your own moral code, mm-hmm. for me, there are some crimes that, like, I look at that aren't even real, like, crimes, like cheating, mm-hmm. and this is going to sound very messed up, and I'm not even saying it. That's right, right. I've talked about this before. I think cheating... Like, for some reason, it affects me more than, like, murder, which yeah. is so backwards and so not the same level. And, like, logistically, I can look at that and be like, those are not yeah. the same murders way worse. But emotionally, I feel more of a, oh, I don't like you. Of course, and that, comes, that. From, and that comes from your subconscious, which is an amalgamation of everything that you've seen. So, like, mm-hmm. right. um, like you probably have more experience with cheating than you do with murder, like, um, mm-hmm. with, like, seeing things on television or personal life experiences. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, it's the availability heuristic. Psychology! Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, the next thing I want to talk about is what I like to call bandwagon jumping then falling off. <laughs> and so, basically, and I thought about this, um, this week when I tried to be a vegan for a day. <gasps> Same! Oh my god! A singular day. <laughs> we just high-fived for those of you who didn't see that. I probably was, hear it. I was vegan. Well, they probably just heard a slap and was like, what? <laughs> I hate vegans. <laughs> He's like, I hate vegans. Yeah, just slapping me because I said vegan. Um, But I tried to be vegan for a day because my <laughs> sister's vegan. And then... Which one? Caitlin. Oh, really? I didn't know And that. Um, if you're wondering how that went, I fell asleep. I had a dream that I couldn't find a meal for myself while all of my family <laughs> was eating. <laughs> Well, all of my family was eating, and I, like, was really upset about it, and the meal, when I finally found it, wasn't even good. I woke up so depressed, and so I was like, this isn't for me. Which ate a whole cow. Which is so selfish. Well, I'm trying to kind of lean off of meat. I'm already a vegetarian, so, like, and it's just vegan. I mean, there's so many good vegan substitutes, but the one thing they can't get right is cheese. This is completely off topic, but we'll talk about this vegan cheese, I will go vegan. Right. Until then, right. ice cream, down. Yes. Meat substitutes, down. But where's the cheese, though? Right. I agree. Um, so the reason I say this is because I notice with myself, like, I, I know that probably none of you are vegan, So and I know a lot of my listeners are not vegan, so don't take this offensively, wait, even though this discussing is... discussing the morality of veganism? It sucks. Vegans suck. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, um, we're not yet. I have this episode. No, because this um podcast is controversial, I'll go ahead and say this controversial opinion. 
what we do to animals is awful. And I can say that as someone who is not vegan. Yeah. yeah. You know, I noticed that. Like, mm-hmm. and I watched a documentary kind of about the health aspects because I am not brave enough to watch the ones that talk about the animals. I don't oh, want to yeah. know. But was I know. What the hell? Yes, it was. It's good, but just keep in mind that Some eggs are good for you. You're right. Um, like, it says, this is, again, off topic. I am so sorry. Um, but it says in the documentary that eating an egg is the equivalent to smoking five cigarettes. That's not true! I lo- like, eggs are so good for you. Just to it's, get free-range, people. It's, yeah. Um, I saw some of the critics that was like, nope. And I'm like, okay. Um, but it brings up the point, why do we understand causes but, like, refuse to join them? Because I know for me, like, I understand veganism. It makes perfect sense to me. Oh. I think they are the most healthy humans that are probably here. But I don't. I refuse to be vegan. Why do we do that? Because I feel like a lot of people are in the same boat. That is a really interesting question. Yeah. I mean, because if we're talking about whether we're inherently good or bad, how come we understand, like, mm-hmm. a cause but then just don't join it? Mm-hmm. Or, like, you see this with the whole... Um, this is kind of controversial, too, but a lot of people, you know, with gun safety and gun violence were very proactive including myself but after a while after a few months I stopped and a bunch of other people stopped and some people are still Mm -hmm. doing it so I'm not trying to hate on the movement the movement's great Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are still doing it but I know that some people are not anymore Mm -hmm. and like have stopped talking about it and it's not because they don't care about it but they're just not talking about it why why do we do that? I don't know. I think part of it's the commitment thing. Like, it takes time and energy. And and part of it, I think, too, does have to do with, like, selfishness. Like, you know, like, what are the odds that you're going to get, you know, shot at school? Probably, I mean, getting better every day, but probably... <laughs> dark um but probably not like it's probably not an immediate threat to you do you see what happened at parkland and are you horrified yes do you still feel those feelings of empathy yes but it's not enough to you know cause you to give up your life to try to save everyone else for most people um and that's not a bad thing i mean you're allowed to have your own life but yeah i think that like it's finding yourself like you try like when you're younger you try on identities to Mm. see if they fit and then sometimes they don't and that's okay like I identified as pansexual before I identified as a lesbian so like Mm. there are lots of hoops that you go through to figure out who you are um and so I feel like trying on those sorts of things like um it plays into the whole like um people are like they have an inherent selfishness to them like you can you can go away from it or like you can keep it within you but like you do have that um sometimes um and so you try to find what fits you and like it's so much easier to be like vegan in japan than it is to be vegan in america because we rely on like meat so much and like they they have fish and like it's easy to avoid fish like they have so many like they eat plums just for fun and Mm -hmm. like like that's part of their like savory meals and like they have savory meals that are made from like fruits and vegetables and so like it's just it depends on what can apply to you mm-hmm. like it is so expensive to be vegan it in is it is really i actually it's have so been vegan expensive. in the past for probably i did it for lent a few years ago um because i'm already vegetarian so that didn't really impact me so i did veganism and it made our grocery bill go up like so bad like i feel guilty i feel selfish going vegan because i don't like the burden that it puts on my family like financially mm-hmm. and you know you time wise and then you it's also you feel isolated when you have to cook everything for yourself mm-hmm. and eat you know differently than everyone else so i get why people don't do it 
But, yeah. like, even... Because I understand totally that with, like, vegans and such. But there are, like, other issues, too, that we just don't do enough about. Like, everything that happened in Puerto Rico. Flint. Mm. Yeah. I mean, no one cared. Yeah. And as bad as that sounds, no one cared. And I'm wondering, do you think it's a matter of people not caring? I mean, no, honestly... I don't. You don't? Then no. what do you think it is? Because, like... You kind of explained it a bit. Yeah. No, like, I... I care, like, intensely about Flint. Like, I think about them, like, pretty much, like, every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I really want to be able to do something. But, like, I'm 17. Like, I can't donate to them. I can't go there. I can't fix anything. Like, I try to do the best that I can. But, like, um, with so many issues around, you have to pick the ones that you can do. And Mm -hmm. I can't do anything that deals with money because I don't have money. Got it. Like, um, I can get my parents into something and they can do the money stuff. But, like, I don't have any. Um, and so, like, you pick things that can apply to yourself. So you get into the gun control movement because you can yell about things. Like, you're good at that. Um, it's like, you do stuff that applies to your life. And you, something that comes with that is that you can only care about so many things. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that, like, people have an unlimited capacity to care. But, like, there's only so much you can do that comes with negative Mm -hmm. consequences before you destroy yourself. Yeah. So, like, you can't bring yourself to care about every issue out there because then you'll be dead, you know? So, are you saying that kind of, in order to have a happy life and to have, like, um, not be brought down all the time, that Mm -hmm. some people you think stay far away from those types of issues? Yeah. Because of that? Of course. Like, um, it's a big, it's a big thing right now that, like, everybody has depression and, like, we're growing up around a million news sources that's constantly berating mm-hmm. us with bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. Here's this bad thing that's happening over there. Here's the bad thing happening over there. Like, when the Nazis were here, like, well, they're still here, but when they were there originally, <laughs> um, uh, like, we didn't know anything about it. And, you know, our news was controlled. Mm-hmm. If that happened now, we would know, you know, because we are so talk about everything and a- analyze everything, and then everybody knows everybody's opinions. So, mm-hmm. like... We know immediately all of the bad news everywhere. And so you can't think about all of it all the time. Like, that just hurts you. So you have to pick the things that you can die on the rock of, and then you die on that rock. You die a couple times, but you can't die a million times. I I truly believe we're programmed to remember bad things better than good things. Because, you know, that's important to survival. You need to... um, And and so... But that's not good for mental health, obviously. Um, especially with how much, as Delaney pointed out, we're being exposed to the bad things in the world. Mm-hmm. So my next topic with this is Holocaust helpers. I don't know if you guys know about this. I'm So basically, the Holocaust, an awful time, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there were different types of human attitudes in the Holocaust camps. Mm-hmm. And so some people were very mean to other people and they just wanted their food because they were desperate Mm -hmm. you know and so they resulted to that mentality whereas some people like tried to help other people yeah during the holocaust when they were in that sort of mentality because the holocaust basically made people kind of i kind of want to say go animalistic Mm because they were so deprived of everything yeah. Like, in our civilization, you know. And so, in those Holocaust camps, they were basically going on, like, their instincts and such. Yeah. yeah and so, they, some people had that, I want to take food from people to benefit myself, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But then some people were like, I'm going to still give food to people. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, how, mm-hmm. why are, why was there that difference? I think, uh, I mean, biologically, your main impulse is to survive. The whole point of, you know, the human race, if you, you know, to a lot of people, they believe it's simply just to, you know, have a family, move on, humanity continues. Um, and so, like, I get the impulse to be selfish and, and continue. Like, that's what we do. We get up and we continue. But I think for you to have the power to overcome those urges to help other people shows that you're so influenced by your own moral code that um that you can overcome those impulses i guess Mm -hmm. so are you saying that people are bottom line kind of selfish but then sometimes that personality that moral code can be like no i'm not gonna do that yeah selfish is such um such a bad uh, it has such a negative connotation Mm -hmm. but yeah i think so i mean i think when you're drowning, even if that's what you really want to do, your body's going to fight to save you no matter what. I think that's just a biological fact. So um, I wouldn't say that that, I mean, being inherently self-interested is not the same thing as being inherently bad, to circle back. Yeah. So what would be the difference, in your opinion, if you could kind of figure out a difference? I know it's kind of Every, hard to Everybody has words. their own definition of that, but to me, like, something what everything that I consider bad is if it it's not only selfish but it also hurts other people like mm-hmm. uh, so you think like my morality circles um entirely about like hurting other people like you can do whatever you want in this world as long as you're not harming someone else it's not hard not to hurt people it's and really people not. really find it like so difficult and it's mm-hmm. like it's it's not mm-hmm. Like, using the correct pronouns for somebody, like, you don't have to, like, believe in it. Mm-hmm. But it's not hard to make somebody happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really not. And effort matters more than anything. Like, if 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 yeah. you get it wrong, that's okay, but you apologize and you try to do better. It infuriates me when people recognize that they're bad people and they're just fine with that and they're like, well, I'm a shitty person, so I'll be shitty. Uh, that's not how that works! It's the if worst! If you're a shitty person, you get better. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. So, do you think, because one of the questions was, can we change it? So, we've kind of said inherently, people are selfish, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad. Yeah. But, like, so then, what are we saying people are born as? Like, neutral? Do you think it's more of a choice as to whether you're a good or bad person? Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's kind of, you could be born... We we could all be born bad, or can we all be born good, or is it more complicated? I think that we are, like I said, I've said many times before, right. um, the subconscious is what you see. Um, and so, like, we, and like um, she said, uh, like, we are more likely to remember bad information. So when we see the bad things that society believes, we absorb that into our, our um, oh gosh, what's the word? Your I just said it. Subconscious? Subconscious, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said it five seconds before. Um, yeah, so we absorb the bad stuff into our subconscious, and then sometimes we pick up good things to put in there too. So I think that our subconscious, like, automatically kind of gets dirtied as soon as we figure out what society is but mm-hmm. I think that everybody has that choice to be a good or a bad person mm-hmm. I think it is definitely always a choice it's do you follow the subconscious or do you not like the subconscious is just that's 
what you end up being just by existing as a person. So, and then it's a choice on who you want to be. Uh, it's a choice you make every day, every second on what you're going to do. Like, I could cuss you out right now, but I'm not going to because right. you don't deserve it. Um, you know, or, like, I could give you a hug and, like, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's interesting that you kind of brought up back to that whole observation thing mm-hmm. that we said at the beginning of the podcast because I didn't think about that. That what we see so much is like negative things mm-hmm. and could that be influencing kind of inherently how we are like if there was a world that was like full of positivity and such do you think the subconscious would be what it is always negative and always wanting to kind of I don't think so I think Delaney has a good point about like what goes into your subconscious I think um if you grow up in a good place good people you're learning you know again good in air quotes because it's different for everybody um then you're more likely to do things you perceive as good if you never learn anything about morality say you've never heard the word good or bad you're gonna do what you want to do yeah I I don't think naturally I'm I think morality is a construct and I think very rarely do people think about it naturally like organically like when you were five if nobody ever told you hey that's a bad thing to do that's a good thing to do I think if you're just a caveman living on your own in the wild, that will never really strike your mind. Yeah. So if you were never taught anything, like let's say, and this is totally make-believe because we are obviously taught things. It's hard not to be. Right, it's hard not to be. It's not impossible, you Mm -hmm. know. But let's say in this made-up world that you were by yourself. You are born in a vacuum. Yeah, no (laughs) one is there. You have no one to observe, no one to teach you anything. How do you think that person would be? I think self-interested. I think you start having concepts like morality that stem from, like I said earlier, your interactions with other people. If there are no other people, you're going to be self-interested. And that's probably not a bad thing because there's nobody else to think about, you know? Yeah. What do you think? I mean, didn't you do the play Helen Keller? I did. Miracle Worker. Yeah. um, And so, like, for, like, the beginning of her life, she had none of that outside. That's true. You're good or bad. Mm. Like, and so, like, what she ended up doing was that when she was in pain, she would cry and, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, like, um, you are very self-interested on your own. Um, and then we were talking about sociopaths and psychopaths before the, um, mm-hmm. before we started recording. Um, and that's what interests me is that, like, you can lack em- empathy. Like, totally, I get no reward for making people happy. But that does not mean that you do not feel desire, that you do not want to make people feel happy. So, like, mm-hmm. I think that you are automatically self-interested and that can make you evil. And it does make you evil in most cases, like, when it comes down to the life or death stuff. And, like, we had no morality, it would be life or death in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, uh, when you are taught things, like, that can make you want to do something. So, um, like, sociopaths and psychopaths, they have no reason to be good. But they are, because they want to be, and that's the kind of person they want to be, mm-hmm. in most cases. Because, like, the ones that you hear about, they're a very small majority of psychopaths and sociopaths. Um, like, because those are the ones that were like, I don't care, I feel no empathy, so I'm gonna go and be mad. Um, so, these people are like, I don't feel anything, but I want people to feel good, and I don't know when they feel good, but I'm gonna do what I can from what I heard. So, mm-hmm. um, it's stuff like that. Yeah, honestly... I think it's so complicated, too, because I can see both ways. I can see um, kids who are innately kind of 
in my opinion, kind of good. Like, they're not Mm -hmm. bad kids. They try to help people. Yeah. They don't seem selfish, but then I also know that, like, there is selfishness in most people, if not everyone. So Mm -hmm. I I think it could go both ways. I'm really... Not sure, and I don't know if there ever will be an answer. Here's here's okay. a question that I'm just asking. I, I don't know the answer to it. Do you think um, do you think self like we're selfless because it benefits us? Do you think selflessness comes from a selfish place? Because I mean, say you hold the door open for somebody, is that because you want them to like you or think that you're a good person, or is it because I mean, even if you feel good doing you know good things for other people, is that so that you can feel good? You know, like. Even if, you know, I, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. I, I know that the thought. socially correct answer is no, but I don't think everyone feels that way yeah, deep like, I down. I can think of examples, and I can think of a million examples in my life where I do something nice just to well, I would be think, nice. Well, I would think the socially acceptable answer is that, that we only do it to be nice. But I also think, I think there is a difference between kind of that selfish subconscious desire and who you are as a person Mm -hmm. so I think who I am as a person I want to help people Mm -hmm. you know I want to do things because they're right but if we're talking about my subconscious and what it thinks absolutely there is selfish desire in that Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so what's real I don't know and you can make you can make choices of your actions and then you're like and then your subconscious can like warp it into being like yeah that was for selfish reasons when originally it was just I wanted to help somebody Mm -hmm. just because I wanted to Mm -hmm. so Closing in on this episode, how have your opinions changed if they have changed? What is your last, like, note about are we, as humanity, innately good or bad? Um, I've never really thought about it from the subconscious perspective before. I've always thought of it from, like, like um, a theological or moral perspective. So it was really interesting to dive into um, what drives us uh underneath the surface um and what drives the under the surface so if you had to choose like you had to choose your answer are we good bad or neutral because you kind of i think you said neutral at the beginning i want to believe good i want to believe good i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with i think it all depends on the person a but Mm. b i think blank slate child baby can be nurtured I would say neutral. I'm sticking with that answer. So you think it's kind of more of a choice? So you can choose to be good? I think choice is relative. I think if you grow up um, knowing nothing but bad, are you going to know about that choice? Are you going to be familiar with you have the choice to be good? It all depends on what you're exposed to. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Delaney? Yeah, I would probably agree with that. Like, I hadn't thought about it before, but now that I think about it, I think that it's definitely a choice. It The choice is you, you know, because you can't really control your subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as for if I had to make a choice on what people are, I think that um, you're definitely born neutral, um, but I think that you're more likely to end up good um, and that you are... I think that a driving force of you is to be selfish, and sometimes that's selfish for good, and selfish doesn't always mean bad. Um, so I think that you are self-preservating. <laughs> Preserving, that's the word. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah. That's fine. I teach English. Um, uh, so you want to preserve yourself, and you want to preserve your morals, but that can make you good, and so I think that you're more likely to end up good.
That's it for today's episode of Holy Human. We really hope you enjoyed it. This is the time in the podcast where guests plug what they are working on currently. And so Delaney, let's start with you. What are you currently working on? Um, so I run a Twitch affiliate channel where we teach things, um, and it's called Started Up Foundation, um, and you can find us there. And then I also run a podcast called Instructions Included. Um, it's a mental health podcast, and you can find that on everywhere podcasts are made. Um, and um, you can find me on all social media platforms at Delaney Amsler. That's awesome. And Abby, what are you plugging for this episode? Uh, recently, I started a literary magazine um, with Jessica Kuvert. Um, have you had her on your podcast yet? I had her in the first episode. Oh, she was in the so first call episode. Back. Call back. She's great. <laughs> um, so if you have any uh, anything for that, send it in. Um, and also my life's work, I have an Instagram account with her called at Rebellion Reviews, where we review Rebellion Donuts. That's the, awesome. The, the donut a local, shop. A local donut shop. Yes. It's, yeah. So uh, go, go give that baby some love. And if you want to contact me specifically about the show, and if you have topics or if you want to be a guest on the show, you can email me at elissamaudlininquiries at gmail.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn with just my name, Elissa Maudlin. But we have a very special announcement for Holy Human, and that is that we now have a Facebook and an Instagram page at Holy Human Podcast. And so the Facebook page is where you can connect with the community and write posts based on these episodes and how you felt about them and such. And the Instagram page is all about extra content and backstage content that you would like to enjoy. So again, if you want to follow both of those, and I extremely recommend it, it's at Holy Human Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Holy Human, and I hope to have you back in the next episode. Thank you.